I'll just do all my Tommy boy stretching right now. Oh, I do, the do believe. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure. I do believe. Let's see what's going on. I do believe we are live. Welcome, everybody, to another BTR stream. This is going to be a legendary stream. We have Sticks, Hex, and Hammer 666 on with us. I haven't seen Six since uh, Sticks since 2018 when he was at the National Arts Club for the Gathering of the Minds that I had with Bill Ottman and Lionel and uh, Tim Poole and all that. Sticks is a tremendous, prolific. I wouldn't even say YouTuber now, just content creator in general, because he's been branching out. He's yeah. he's got the work ethic of I don't know who, like Styx is a truly legendary figure. I happen to agree on many of the things that he uh, brings up on a daily basis. He is my comfort food for when I'm drinking <laughs> coffee in the morning. I just put the headphones on and listen to his videos. So everybody who is listening to this, all the clankers, don't forget to subscribe right now and also sneed those super chats because we are going to be going through some super chats as well anyway guys i'm going to post all the links patreon.com we are also running this thing on odyssey right now and uh we are also running this on dlive and on twitch so everybody i'm going to post all those links make sure you subscribe to those but without further ado stick 666 we are also joined by the great charlie Khan, giovanni panicchietti as always and we are going to have the great britney venti joining us very very soon as well so welcome everybody once again geo take it away with your monologue my friend oh i i just wanted to say that a what a great pleasure it is to have sticks on and hopefully we can get into some cordial and friendly disagreement because btr we really are kind of like uh the mclaughlin group or kind of like the um i don't know firing line or something um but sticks is an interesting figure oh here's Brittany right there hey Brittany. Um, so they're good my monologue can be a, a bit better so Brittany and sticks i think occupy a very interesting corner of internet culture and i do mean culture because we're getting into an age where the internet itself is a creator a generator of culture where they've really sort of seen the birth of various online movements and in Styx's case i've seen it to its end in fact for example he was on the stream that basically ended the um i would say anti-sgw youtube push um that the, the infamous one was sargon and richard spencer which by the way Styx, i thought that you did the best performance on that one compared to the people that were yeah there. Um, but it's it's funny because in Brittany Venti as well as another figure that and Brittany is here right now. Welcome, right Brittany now. Venti, everybody, friend, friend of the Hi. show. You guys yeah. said 11 a.m., not 10:57 a.m. I know we're very sorry. <laughs> um, but Brittany as well has occupied a, a very interesting corner of internet culture in terms of this the relation between the viewer and the performer in terms of blending irony and sincerity the way in which no streamer is you know i mean let's face it, the average twitch streamer is not conscious enough to really uh do what britney does well but venti's doing like that spoof character like yeah, she's going so yeah. far like i was saying before about being woker than woke like you have to go so far above and beyond to really get the gag over and really exactly slap somebody in the face with it so that they get it 
But well, both uh, both Styx and Britney, I think, were born even though Styx existed a lot longer, and uh, Britney has as well on the internet. You're but calling I, me old. <laughs> I think. I think. Well, harken back to like your 2007 videos where you were talking about Satanism and all that stuff. But anyway, no, you look very young, Styx. You've got the you've got the fresh, beautiful, long it's hair. The hair. Yes, it is. It's, it's the just same. an age since he exactly. started. I think like going. I mean, he had some times where he tried a new style, but generally, like didn't work. His age is the. <laughs> I'm stuck in I'm stuck in like 1971 stylistically. You can up it a couple of years to like the glam rock style if you just copy <laughs> Britney's hairdo. You know, if you like get the curls you, in. You, and, you, know, you uh, have the Marty Friedman uh, 1999 type. Yeah, uh, Stick starts I'll, wearing like... Euthanasia hair. Yeah. Bright pink I'll, and purple. I'll, I'll, go for, I'll go for Ozzy when he discovered uh, hard drugs, maybe. <laughs> there you go. But, but I guess the first mm -hmm. question I wanted to ask both Britney... And, and sticks would be how has not just the experience of being an online i mean i hate this term with a passion content creator um i because i don't think it captures what it really is but how has it changed and specifically um how has youtube changed uh for instance i saw the other day uh and you covered a video on it that you released uh well in my time this morning i'm in canada so um about the right wing watch, uh, the Jared Holt doxing channel getting banned, but then they got reinstated because, of course, uh, God forbid, uh, they get banned. So, how has YouTube also changed in terms of just the communities that both of you come from, and and how has YouTube itself instantiated various policies to marginalize what you two specifically or the people around you are doing? And how have things, how have it, how has it impacted both of you as like quote unquote, you know, quote unquote YouTubers? So maybe Sticks and then Brittany. Okay. Uh, well, first, let's get to the good. YouTube is a lot more stable than it was when I first arrived. Like you don't buffer mm. for 30 minutes to watch a three minute video. Some of the things they've gotten right, they've even scaled back uh, some of the, the copyright abuse in some cases. As we saw with Right Wing Watch, that's probably why they got banned. Uh, but they're allowed to abuse copyright as they want because they're they're leftoids. Um, most of it, though, in the wake of 2015 or 16, has been negative. It really starts with adpocalypse and it goes on through. And, and the big problem is not really the rules that they're using. It's the differential enforcement. Mm -hmm. So one, one person gets demonetized for, for exactly the same kind of content as another person that they don't get demonetized for. One person gets banned, another person doesn't. So Malnu is not allowed to talk about certain issues. He gets banned. Uh, uh, but, but Jared Holt, if he's on the platform, he can. Uh, myself or Venti or someone like that, we're held to a different standard than someone who's labeled a priority creator. It's just the way that it is. Now, part of, that I, I, part of it, I think, is profit-related. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, initially, YouTube's big creators weren't really profit-driven at all. A lot of people got their start on YouTube. It was just for fun. And then the other part is, I don't know that YouTube, technically speaking, early on was even profitable. But it no. became big any. It became big anyway as part of the like the tail end of the MTV era with like you know Stern style stuff, bum fights and Tourette's guy <laughs> and all of these great Tourette's things. Guy, yeah. Yeah, now in order to watch most of the Tourette's guy videos, they want like a copy of your passport. And it's just in the most insane thing ever. And it saps some of the fun out of that content creation. But Alt Tech uh, doesn't do that. They don't but do that on Odyssey. They're not doing it on Rumble. 
and we are on Odyssey as well. We should get on Rumble. But when it comes to how powerful a lot of these all tech or new tech, as you now call them, sticks uh, are going to be in the future. A lot of people, I think, are too lazy. They stick around on YouTube or on whichever uh, network just because everybody else is on there. What do you think is going to be the straw that's going to break the camel's back if there is going to be one, unless people are just going to be complacent, that's going to finally get people to start seeing how dangerous it is to have all these uh, centralized or whatever you want to call it uh, platforms yeah. instead well, of the uh, new tech? Well, centralization is inevitable, but I'd say the straw was broken around 2016 because they made it a partisan political issue. But as far as partisan political issues go, you have still a lot of people who just want to go with the flow. People who are absolutely unwoke oh, yeah. and other otherwise, they have to pretend to be something that they're not. And will this continue, or do you think at a certain point pressure builds up? If we look at, for example, even the rainbow flag, we had, I, I remember I saw this post where this uh, guy wrote, conservatives talk about returning back to tradition, and then instead of the new rainbow flag with the uh, triangle thing, it's they're posting the, uh, the old the, rainbow the old, flag yeah. as the return yes. to tradition. return to tradition. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the old ways. But that goes to this idea of uh, something that, let's say, in more reactionary circles, people always talk about how Cthulhu swims left, if I'm getting always that close correct. Yes, always swims left. left. The various incentive structures are there for it to get more, like, you know, which is another thing we could talk about. Um, I mean, I guess we're going to touch on the critical race thing. But before that, like, Brittany, what, what do you think about how YouTube has changed? And you, you've had some troubles with YouTube lately as well. So. Oh, yeah, I've had plenty of trouble. Recently, my whole channel got demonetized. Um, and that was hard to even get back. I'm just lucky that my agent was able to do it because he's a great manager and he saves my ass all the time with YouTube stuff. That's really the only reason I got lucky. Not everybody has that and they just get screwed over. They'll at Twitter, um, YouTube on Twitter, please help me. You guys are screwing me in the ass and they're like sorry it felt really good so you basically have not a lot of support if you're not one of the chosen ones and um so you have to be youtube's chosen and there definitely is as a six set of priority um because someone like me if i curse too much in a video or let's say I even talk about um sex work so to speak prostitution sex trafficking um <laughs> I'll get demonetized, even though it's like, I, I can't speak against that issue. I understand if it was for it, if I was supporting it, but I can't even speak against it without getting monetized. And if I even curse too much, it's like, bam, demonetized. But I feel like people who are prioritized don't get hit as hard. They're given a little more like leeway. And additionally, um, with uh, back in the day, I don't know if anybody noticed, I don't know what example to give, but there used to be like, these videos called Moon Man and they oh, used to be on and they used to be on YouTube damn, and now uh, they're not anymore. The so Mac that goes tonight. It's yeah. the, uh, the old mascot from McDonald's has been uh, repurposed and recontextualized into a edgy character Fashion known as the Moon Man. Yeah. And now yeah. Stalinized at this point. Oh my god, really? That's hilarious. And well, you can't find can any of the songs anymore, even though they're supposed to be like the whole point of it is to be absurd and offensive. Like, it's not actually like, I doubt someone that watches that should actually be offended. Like, oh, he said the N word in a parody song. Oh, 
But you know, you literally can't find them as whites. They must they must be on somebody must have uploaded those to Odyssey though, at least. Oh, and they must must be there. Yeah, I always took it as a joke about McDonald's and corporate culture that here's (laughs) their mascot turned into this horrible (laughs) warped mirror version of it's funny because now well apparently now uh moon man is nazball if he's stalinist so that's wow. kind of interesting yeah oh, maybe you can do like a moon man him. version with communism <laughs> like because that's what people do it because they can't do like the swastika right because you'll get banned so what they do instead is they do the hammer and sickle because it's almost the same thing but it's like the acceptable version of it so they could repurpose moon man to be like a communist and do the same thing basically there you go well i mean stalin and marx and all these others were virulent bigots so i guess <laughs> yeah and if you look exactly. at the body counts the uh the stalinists were way worse yeah commies have way higher body counts but how much do you think this is also a matter of a lot of let's say younger people now let's say uh and uh, geo you know about this pretty well that a lot of younger people are no longer looking at something like the free market, for instance, as being viable. So instead, they're going some, not all, but some are going more uh, socially uh, socially conservative and uh, fiscally leftist. That seems to be the pattern that's going on right now. So do you think that this is all about, let's say, Eustics? Uh, do you think that this is all about, let's say, being tired of whatever they see as been the standard conservative paradigm, wanting to try something new, the grass is greener on the other side of the fence? Do you think that the commies are winning in that sense, at least, or no? No, no I think the commies have, have consistently lost, and there's a reason for that. Uh, I think that basically the internet, though, is just opening people up to any idea that happens to be outside of the lamestream. Because, like, I mean, even like if all of us are reasonably young, and there's a whole other generation that's, you know, even considerably younger, always raised with like the Walter Cronkite sort of mentality and stuff, neoliberalism, globalism, and all of these other things, lashing out at it. And it doesn't really matter what way you're lashing out at it, from which direction it's still a lashing out. So you have uh, people who are considerably further left than like 20 years ago, they would have been considered absolutely nuts. You've got like the alt-right, you've got libertarianism a la Ron Paul or even like the Mises caucus at this point. You've got a million different possible groups of people and they're all being led or, or at least guided by thousands and thousands of different people that are making entertaining content as well online. This, by the way, this is, I think, what the, uh, the legacy media and big tech want to stop the most because it's entertaining. It's no longer just just the crazy dude on the corner who shouts about demons and dragons and weird stuff like that and says that you should embrace some weird methodology. It's people on the internet you can interact with and they're not crazy. That's the whole point. That's what scares them. The lack of craziness, I think, scares the lamestream more than anything. But uh, But let me ask you, mm -hmm. Sticks, um, this always comes up, uh, the, the sort of... Let, let's say the evolution of, for just really loose term, the quote unquote dissident right. What do you think as someone who still identifies as a libertarian, the various critiques of capitalism from the right as capitalism itself being, uh, or sort of, let's say the neoliberal order being a generator or at least a a jet fuel towards, you know, the what we're seeing is just colloquially termed wokeness. What do you feel about the woke capital thesis itself? And also, I mean, I want to talk to Brittany because uh, uh, she's been on uh, 
a various a, a very noble crusade against uh, pornography. So we could also get into that. But but really quickly, sticks before the porn question, um, the Coom, Coomer question, if you will. Um, what do you think of woke capital? Um, yeah, I, I would say that it's not capitalism. I would say that it's a, a generation away from the concept of actually producing anything. And it's the absence of any productive value. It's essentially an attempt to differentiate one's brand from another competing brand without having to do anything at all. And it's enabled ultimately by central government and the legacy media's propaganda to convince people that it's meaningful. And so in that sense, while it is not technically uh, an offshoot of, of pure leftism in, in the centralized sense, it is still an offshoot of ideological leftism more than anything else. Hmm, interesting, because people were mentioning uh, our favorite communist in the chat, uh, Vausch, uh, who went after oh, you Jesus. recently. It, it the dude, the dude who can't get away from his hate boner for me. Yeah, he. The guy he, who keeps talking about uh, certain things involving children. Every every video <laughs> clip I ever see of him. And, or, and oh, horses. Yeah, that's right. Shout oh, yeah, out to can. Mr. Hands. Shout out to Mr. Hands. <laughs> By the way, I'm supposed to justify him at any point with the debate. <laughs> oh my god but um apparently you notice the sea change with him and the other bread tubers how and and to a more on a more like i would say quote-unquote highbrow although i wouldn't say so with the chapo people they all really switched over to just basically shilling for the democrat party as soon as the um well, they wanted to get they wanted to get those super chats in. I would say it's it's actually uh, very funny though. I think there was a bigger sea change with the anti SGW YouTubers, especially uh, mm -hmm. Venti's old friend Shu, uh, actually <laughs> among other people. And Brittany, what do you feel about your old friend Shu on head? Um, her change to uh, her her um, ho um, holy uh, you know Saul on the road to Damascus moment metamorphosis. And uh, how, how Father Vouch has blessed her with his graces. What do you feel about uh, a shoe recently, Brittany? Her, uh, her uh, come come to uh, come come to Rosa Luxemburg moment. Put it that way. There you go. Bad. Um, <laughs> it's she. I mean, it's just pandering. It's just. I'm just gonna say what I've always said. It's just pick me behavior and pandering and gifting. <laughs> because it's pick me because you're pandering to men for whatever they want it's being a pick me because you're doing that and grifting is like whatever is happening so it kind of logically makes sense and she just had her 30th birthday and everyone knows how men online tend to treat women when they're when they turn 30 so um the jig is going to be up soon for her her time is kind of limited with uh being able to pander to men and be able to grift based on politics, um, never actually going below the surface level and, you know, just sitting on the fence to be able to like jump to the other side whenever she wants. And like, I mean, it's just not genuine. But, but well, that's what I mean. Like, it seems that, oh, sorry, love, but it, it just really quickly, it seems mm -hmm. that like you and sticks and others, there's a select few have stayed the course throughout this whole thing. But I do notice that a lot of those old anti-SGWs, the quote-unquote culture warriors, they have either went to BreadTube. I mean, some of them probably naturally landed upon, I mean, the alternative right is pretty much dead, but you know what I mean. Let's call it the distant right, if you will. Uh, but what is it just sheer grifting? Like, what motivates people? And I'm sorry, Love, I cut you off. I cut you off. Yeah, oh, no I mean, problem. it's like, it's being 
you're surviving because like if they're banned logically if they're banning all the people on the right and you want to make money what do you do right so there's that factor too and that's why that becomes trendy and that's why people will grift towards that so there's definitely a monetary motivation there as well but the bootlickers of society, they, they don't want to get banned. They See, they don't want to have to fight an uphill battle. Even if the glory at the end of that fight is greater, they're not willing to go through the effort ultimately. So they'd rather roll over and they have their corporate sponsors and, and you know play by the rules more or less. And they still pretend to be edgy, even though some of these people, I mean, Christ, they're older than me. I just there think it's a, uh, damn oh, funny. I think it's damn funny that the guys who hate capitalism the most always have merch for sale always they're willing to accept super chats oh buddy they love well, they are, are you telling me you, you don't want to vouch hat to show off to all of your friends i mean you know as a prop to wipe my ass on maybe but you know but, what, but, you know, you know, but you know what everybody does need everybody needs an official sticks hex and hammer 666 mug because uh, this is something that is going to purify your coffee every morning. So I'm yeah. going to link. To See, the when I section. when I when I grift and hawk merchandise, though, it's not actually grifting because I'm a capitalist. So yeah. I, th I think that we, people should should pay me for the cup because it's good quality. You can put coffee in it and stuff. I I do find it so funny that people who think that everything should be collectivized are still selling stuff low. But what concerns me even more are not just the uh, online uh, leftist uh, grifters, but a lot of the people who are still on the fence and don't want to say anything that'll get them in trouble. Do you think that there's going to come a point where the level of authoritarianism that we're seeing right now is going to look cute relative to what's going to happen in the future? Or do you think that this is kind of like the high point and after it, people are just going to start relaxing, doing other things, going back to the uh, 90s, like Tim Dillon was talking about, where people just completely left off uh, politics and were doing other things? Like, if you had a crystal ball, I know you have a crystal brain, but if you had a crystal ball, where do you think a lot of this uh, stuff is going to go? And I'm going to do Super Chat soon as well. Uh, me or me or Brittany? Yes, you and then Brittany. Okay. Crystal See, she's literally got a crystal ball. So <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say it's impossible to tell. Uh, we could be going through a transformative stage that's temporary. Like I've talked about the paradigm shift within politics. My hope is that transfers over to culture and people let that shtick go. If it does get more authoritarian, what I warned of years ago will come true, which is that people like us, basically everyone on this call, uh, we're close to the cutting edge at this point because everyone that was more edgy has already been banned or, or at least demonetized and depersoned to some degree. Uh, that's why I'm betting on new tech because there's literally nothing else to bet on. Now, in, in, in longer terms, I think eventually that sort of uh, anti-free speech mentality falls by the wayside, but it could take a very, very long time. And a lot of people, they can't weather that because that's where their income is. They're going to be, they're going to have to flip burgers for years. And uh, Are, you guys you tired? Are you guys tired of being bored? Like you just go on YouTube, there's nothing to watch. I feel like at some point collectively, everyone has to get really tired of being bored. I'm at that yeah. point. Well, I think this is why they're the stupefying people. Like if you, uh, Sticks, are you familiar with Humans of Flat by any chance? Have you ever heard of that uh, concept? Uh, no. Okay, so Humans of Flat, this is a Twitter account that was uh, that was created by uh, our good friend Eli Schiff, where if you ever look at advertisements, uh, I'm sure there are some in your it's, neck it's of the woods right now, but... 
well, it's like these the blob predominant... people. Yeah. It's like blob people here. I'll show you some examples, but it's like these blob people with small heads and large bodies who are all like different colors and uh, ambiguous as far as their gender goes. Oh, yeah, I have and... an example that YouTube mm -hmm. actually uh, has, but it's basically the aesthetic, um, the main aesthetic of the corporatocracy, if you will. Um, and it so relates. It's, uh, so it's almost like the Mucinex commercial, the the Flem family, the ones to sell you yeah, it's it's the predominant aesthetic of the. Uh, the oh yeah, sort of, there we go. Yeah, the like woke people corporate. beyond gender, beyond sexuality. It, well, it comes a lot from like mid-century modernism and and fauvism, like Henri Matisse. But it's basically like this is what the uh, the picture that the Great Reset people. Now that guy with the beard has some big want. knockers. <laughs> <laughs> But the reason, but the reason why I bring this up is, I think that it has a certain degree of an effect on making people stupider. I'm not saying this is directly responsible for it, but it seems like if everybody on uh, Twitter who is like, well, not everybody, but if a lot of people on Twitter have the pronouns, have uh, all of these hashtag BLM or whatever. At a certain point, they represent this group identity, and they're not really adding anything to the discussion of worth. And in a way, I feel like it saps energy from people and just makes them more into these uh, robots, NPCs, whatever you want to call it. But I also wonder, like back in the day, since Sticks, I know that you're a big fan of history. Back in the day, there used to be a lot of people who just lived off the land. And they also maybe, you know, they were aware of certain things having to do with the climate and all that. But it's not like they were reading uh, Shakespeare, you know, like they yeah. were very simple people. So do you think that people today with all the access to information have gone, you know, have evolved or devolved, to uh, put it simply? I, I think, it, well, it's both. There's no such thing as evolution. It's not one directional. It depends mm -hmm. on stimuli. Uh, what I would say is that it reminds me most of like the early uh, 20th century with the anarchist art, Dadaism, yeah. you know, early postmodernism in the sense that it was then and all of the weird stuff that happened, including in politics. People think that bomb throwing leftists are a new thing. Bomb throwing anarchists and socialists and stuff, at least in the United States, peaked in the 1910s. Uh, that we've already gone through this sort of thing before. Yeah. Uh, it's, there's nothing new under the sun at this point. It's just the internet blurs that line between different uh, periods of time, I think. And so right now, we're not really in a time period so much as a mashup of every prior time period. So you have yes. some people that, that yeah. they literally want to go back to like a Roman city state. Some people, they're like, well, I think it should be great if we had swing music again. Let's be like mm -hmm. 1922. And then some people like, we want neon lights in the 80s. Uh, we want long hair in the 70s. We want hippiedom. And it, everyone's it's, gone completely nuts. Although it, it is kind of interesting because at least you get good music. <laughs> it's yeah. it's really the Frederick Jameson like lo like postmodernism logic of late capitalism yeah. like eventually eclecticism becomes what uh, slaughtered I called like the age of foam like everyone's in their like little micro bubble. But Brittany, you also had a, a video recently about how the internet has changed. And like, as the corporations have rolled in, it seems that culture itself is becoming like severely flattened. And like, we can't, uh, you know, for example, my good friend Charles here keeps getting banned for memes. I mean, come on. But, well, you know, it's just a guy who happens to have the same name as me and was using a similar Ninja Turtle avatar. Mine's yeah. totally different from that totally guy. Different, Mine has the yeah. rainbow flag. Totally so. different guy. <laughs> and he just happened to post memes in a similar way that I do every hour on the hour would dunk on celebrities and say salacious things to e-celebs. You know, once got retweeted by Ice Cube. That was a fun one. I'm sure Sticks would love that one. 
Ice Cube had some people that he wanted killed for being racist. And so I gave him the names, Hugh Janus, Felter Snatch Up, uh, Pussy <laughs> Came In. Mm. And Ice Cube retweeted them, mm. asking oh. who 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 do what. Well, my personal favorite would be Harry McCracken. Ah, oh, yes, Harry McCracken. What about Mike Mike Hunt? Yeah, Mike, Mike Hunt. Literous. Bend yeah. over. Amanda bend Hunt. Over. Oh wait, wait, it's well not known Harry racist. Bend no, over. I, I, I screwed up. It's not Harry McCracken. It's Phil McCracken. My you know who's the worst <laughs> one? But you can you can never find her. Is Cleo Torres. If you can find her, she's I still want to find one. Amanda Hugging Kiss. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> but uh, Brittany, the you, yeah, what were we talking? Yes, um, culture and the internet and how. Uh, yeah, well, Br- Br- Brittany is a product of uh, like Brittany in a way is an egregore as well because there's like a Brittany Venti that people know personally, but then there's but then also there's some Brittany kind of Venti. abstraction. There's, well, there's nothing. The social there. mask, the character, the cartoon character yes, of Brittany of abstraction, Venti. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think that. So back in the day, as you were saying, he was getting banned for memes. Um, that wouldn't have happened because he would have just had his own website to have said memes on. Yeah. And then nothing would have been done about it generally because it's not really causing harm to anybody. So now that everything is like condensed into like 10 different platforms, now it's like the same people have the control so they can just collectively ban one person at a time. Like all at once, like they did for I think Alex Jones, a few others yeah, they do that for. They just completely um, deplatform somebody. They un yeah, and they all like agree to do it. So there's no like alternative that's like viable that people actually go to and you get traffic from, um, unless you're a special case like Alex Jones where his website actually does do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, See, that's why so Sticks that is, is the main man because he's he's been pushing BitChute, Odyssey, yeah. Rumble, all these alternatives. Like it doesn't. Don't think of them as this Wild West outlaw platforms. These are places that are viable alternatives. That's what they, that's what alt tech means to me. Alternative. It's it's taken years, but yeah, finally I think they've broken through to some extent at this point. Where even now the Daily Motion, can... Daily Motion still at yeah. it. Like they've been a competitor for YouTube for what since like 2006, 2007. Yeah. Like they've been there the whole time but the idea of odyssey i think like my bet like my personal youtube jenner productions at youtube.com um my personal youtube <laughs> i use odyssey as a backup because the idea of it being on a blockchain to me i think is very it's vital and why didn't people think of it before when crypto mm-hmm. was getting because you literally can't remove those videos from the sands of the uh digital aether if you will but yeah sorry Brittany, we cut you off um Oh, um, I, I want to wrap it up by saying that because of the condensing and of, of everything and not having individual websites anymore people go to, it's kind of like watered down the culture um, because it's very creatively restricting as well. Like before, when I was a kid, when I was like 12, people knew how to, like if you were a kid that's on the computer, you like you knew how to code to some degree, like creating your own website, like that was normal. And now it's like, duh, I scroll, scroll on TikTok, duh, duh. <laughs> I mean, there's some creative things on TikTok you can do for content. But my point is that um, it's literally like brain dead content. And, and what, mm-hmm. it's not as interactive or interesting or funny anymore. It kind of lost its like personality. I think the internet oh. lost its personality. Part, part of that is just it's aging, but does anyone here uh, think that maybe part of it has to do with the fact like I, I was I was earlier today I was out and 
I got a, a moment of clarity because like I can remember back when I was young, like <laughs> long ago <laughs> at this point. And, and, and the idea of smartphones was like the, the joke was like there'd be some teenager sitting there on their smartphone and all the adults are like, oh, they're wasting their time. You could be reading a book. You could be going for a walk. You could be doing basically anything else. And then you go out now and you see a bunch of people who are 60, 70, 80 years old and they're on smartphones. Literally everywhere they go, they're fucking, they're, they're driving down the street, practically checking their phones. And I'm wondering yes. if that particular mentality, the, the, the entrance of people over, let's say, 65 into the Internet arena has spurred yes. some of the problems that we're seeing. Well, I mean, so look, the Facebook, internet was Facebook's literally ruined done. by smartphones. Like literally yeah. that's why, because yeah. smartphones made it so that anybody could access before it was like, Oh, only weird people have computers and go on the internet, but yeah, like, they the got their phones yeah. and ruined the whole fucking internet. Yeah, like, like literally Facebook initially, Facebook initially was literally just college kids. You had to, it was invite <laughs> only. And then they opened it up and it ruined the, pla the platform. Well, and even the college years. kids, even the college kids wasn't as great as maybe it was before with only the select yeah. few who knew how to jump over the gates because it requires a certain amount of pressure to yeah. uh, do that. While now it's open to everybody. I mean, it kind of reminds me of that uh, saying from uh, uh, what was that? Hold on. I'm being so embarrassed right now. So <laughs> not Socrates. So Socrates talked about how he lamented the invention of writing because now people wouldn't be able to hold as much stuff in their head and then i think of people like giordano bruno who developed a whole system as you probably know sticks of uh, memorizing things inside yeah. of their head and it seems to me like with all the new adv advances that we have in terms of tech the less willpower people can exert upon their environment and again this could be a little bit of a hippy dippy thing for me to say and for those who are already btr regulars are used to it by now i generally think that there is something to the idea of changing one's reality through the power of yeah. one's will and now it seems like yes. people are being sapped of that and Brittany, you well, know a certain person too a certain writer yeah. that you subscribe to who talks about uh, that as well right oh i I know about manifestation from Neville Goddard and then other people That's who it. teach based on his teachings. So I know Sticks. Have you ever taken a look at uh, Neville Goddard's work? Uh no, no, I have not. You should. I was gonna, I was I'm gonna surprised. say, I was gonna say briefly though. Actually, Kaczynski literally warned of this. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I'll that. the, 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 the tragic irony, the tragic irony that we're we're currently talking on the internet about the downfall of the internet and society because of the internet. Uh, and agreeing with Ted Kaczynski. It's true. Every day he's proved more right. <laughs> um, but, we, well, the... but we never had a chance like this before where we have something that connects us, yet it's also very seductive to people to just sit down and just watch videos all day and not move a muscle. Well, so in a way, it's like anybody from the past, if you were to transport them now, it'd be like, holy shit, you have the ability to get all this information, all these books from yeah, this thing, and yet you uh... people are sitting down just watching bullshit all the time. That's something that, that to Deventi's point about uh, being bored is I often feel overwhelmed. I go, oh, my God, Jesus, God and baby Jesus. I have access to all human information and knowledge at in my pocket literally. at yeah. every single moment all day. And if I'm not paying attention, if I'm not listening to every podcast and everybody's YouTube video and being like I, I wished. You know, I, I often go back to this million dollar man, the wrestler quote about I wish that I hated somebody that that because <laughs> somebody who hates you will watch every single thing that you're doing and with under a microscope. But just because I like somebody, it's like, well, you know, I like them. I'll tune in when they come into town. But mm -hmm. somebody who hates you is going to go 
out of their way to go see the pay-per-view where the bad guy wrestler gets whooped. They just have to sure pay. Brittany has a lot of. Uh, they're going to pay sure for that Starcade episode. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you got to see uh, Jim Cornette get his from the from the <laughs> Warriors. But it's funny because, and even to an extent, McLuhan talked about that in Gutenberg Galaxy how it was going to like mass literacy in a way like shaves off certain other human abilities. But also, it's funny how the one of my favorite. Um, video artists of all time one of my favorite artists his name was nobody tm and he talked about i say he it was a group of people but the head editor said that you know the internet was going to slowly be corralled as various um corporate and government ngo forces move in and make it quote-unquote neater and more sanitary for the average people within a model of consumerism but it goes beyond that because in a way you could see how the internet has such a seductive power. It almost is. I, I mean, this is a, again, another hippie out there theory and, and sticks your, your book actually has talked a, l- a little bit about this. Um, there's this great video that was reviewing your uh, book by um, a content creator's name is Chad Haig, who was a philosophy PhD, but he left the, he left academia to move to India and he has an excellent YouTube channel. He has all these books. One of them is called being an oil. Another one, ironically enough, is called the philosophy of Ted Kaczynski. Uh, um, oh my. <laughs> yeah. And he has an excellent video that came out a week ago about your uh, theories on occultism and memetics. And I think that I-, I wanted to get your general thoughts, but also Brittany, because both of you have, and, and Charles as well has huge um, sort of impact on meme culture, but it, it seems that, the memetics are working in such yeah this is the video for people that want to check it out i highly i love chad Haig. been watching him since 2013 with his original youtube channel before he left um but it seems that memetics have such a potential and such a subversive force but yet when it comes to i think tiktok is the apotheosis of this even more than instagram it seems that as the quote-unquote normies are entering digital spaces that the memetics themselves are in a strange way being colonized by these various forces of governments and corporations. And, you know, I mean, on the right, we all talk about how the glowies are, you know, creating dis- different memes as honeypots, but that idea isn't far. When you have to l- look at the history of intelligence agencies and their experience, for example, with uh, operation Stargate, it's probably not far from the truth that they're probably studying our memes and, and finding, I know corporations, for instance, like they, yeah, look at Arby's. Yeah. Arby's is all over memes on their uh, Twitter account. They'll do like little origami Take things. Them. To... Yeah. Wendy's yeah, has done the Wendy's, same. All these yeah, companies. Wendy's. They but all want to have the sassy Twitter. It's explicit that they study memes. Like uh, the, the, the idea, this is hysterical, that one of us can drop a stick figure cartoon and pop it on 4chan and then it ends up on a CIA database is literal, <laughs> literally true. I mean, we've definitely gone around the deep end at this point. I think that the chaos, though, is the fun part. Like, I don't see any problem with that. OK, maybe we're all going to hell. At least we're having fun on the way. Oh, well, well, speaking of going to hell, that's the other thing I wanted to bring up. As a, a little, traditional a little, Catholic, I disavow yes. that statement, well, Sticks. A little, a little bit later, we're going to say that. Bastard, we're going to you know, we're gonna do what we're going to do. Yes, exactly. We're, we're all going to say that for the end. I think I Brittany have... is probably on a database. She was at the uh, the He Will Not Divide Us rally mm. and got yeah, I guarantee. And... I guarantee all of us are on and, and, some and sort suit. of radar. Yes. But what I wanted to get to here was a bit of butting of heads, perhaps 
maybe when it comes to libertarianism. So Sticks, I follow you a long time. I happen to agree with many of the things you're talking about to the chagrin of some of the people in the chat who think that it's cringe because I think that they look <laughs> towards something like libertarianism as being something that allowed for all of these things that we're currently experiencing, all of these abuses to go on. And I'm curious uh, what, uh, what would be your retort to that? Or even before, like yeah. Gio, w would you be able to sum it up uh, what I'm talking about here better? Yeah, well, well, basically the criticism is that libertarianism in a lot of ways basically gives power to the very people that we're fighting because there is no incentive structure to really clamp down on very like harmful um, social ideological antigens and that libertarians have in some ways been a useful foil for uh, quote unquote woke capital and other things of that nature. And that like libertarianism itself has sort of seen an eclipse because, you know, and, and I was there too. I was a pretty big Ron Paul person. I was uh, back in the day, but it seems that as time went on, the libertarians uh, were just as eager to join the neocons, ironically enough, in, in uh, during the Trump years in sort of uh, cementing themselves as a useful foil for power. And I know for instance, uh, but that was probably due to other things such as people like uh, certain people, <laughs> Kathy Rieswitz, uh destroying um, libertarianism from within. But I don't know, Sticks, what do you, you, you seem to hold firm with still being a libertarian. Uh, why can't you join us yeah. on the dissident right to embrace a form of uh, right-wing anti-capitalism? I don't know. Uh, well, be, I'm a good capitalist because I, you know, I like to make money by my own efforts. But here, what I would say is, first and foremost, uh, that's a little bit of a straw man. Uh, because a lot of the abuse that people are actually seeing, it wasn't created by a free market. Silicon Valley is not a free market. The companies that comprise the big tech firms get subsidies from California. They get differential treatment under 230. We see the SEC right now headhunting after Odyssey. But where was, where was the SEC to headhunt after Facebook when they tried to develop their own cryptocurrency to the tune of hundreds of billions of dollars? Mm. Differential enforcement by big government is the problem. The government is the problem. In the absence of a big government, monopolies cannot form in the same way. Look even back at the early wave of monopolism in U.S. history. Most people don't realize this. If we look at the Gilded Age, the rail and coal and steel monopolies that formed, they were formed by carpetbaggers, government officials. They're the ones that enabled the police to bash one group of people and ignore the other. And the Pinkertons they did the, they, and all that. Yeah, ex exactly. Tammany Hall and all this stuff. Uh, even before that, the government was the problem. They're the ones that created the monopolies. Monopolies don't just gen uh, generically form in and of their own accord because there will always be a competitor. As soon as a competitor has a better idea, unless the government is allowing that group to attack the competitor or the government's attacking the competitor directly, there will be no, no more monopoly. They'll have to innovate. It drives costs down. It drives wages up. It innovates things. This is the key to capitalism, and it's the key to uh, all progress in the world that's ever happened. But would you say that the sort of divide that libertarians set up between the quote-unquote free market and quote-unquote government forces that nowadays this becomes severely complicated and we really can't distinguish between the two, especially when it comes to Silicon Valley. For example, the whole like their private companies argument. I mean, they basically I, yeah. take orders from governments. So I, don't I, par know. I partially agree. So reduce the government and prevent it from doing that. And you've solved the problem. But the, the problem is not solved by saying, well, liberty bad, free market bad, let's be communists. 
that that'll make the problem worse. We've already seen the results of that because we've already got a historical backdrop of communism and socialism to actually look at and see what happens in the absence of a free market. It's worse. The, the problem is that the, the so-called free market, the faux free market, we'll call it, is doing the same things that a non-free market system would otherwise do that would be abusive. So while the communist will censor you directly, the, 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 the Gestapo, the uh, KGB, whatever, they come and they drag you off. Now you get depersoned by a company, but the yeah. company's been enabled to do that. The only reason that they have enough of a monopoly to do that is because of the government. It's essentially just a constitutional workaround. It's a basically, uh, it's a straw man against libertarianism to, to proclaim that that's a problem with the free market or with a libertarian society. Well, maybe not so much the uh, free market if I were to be a devil's advocate over here, even though I, again, agree with you on this position. I think what people are looking at is a relative weakness that they perceive today where people become too easily pushed over by forces that wouldn't play by their rules. And mm -hmm. as far as how to fix something like that, they look at something like liberalism in general, just the idea of everybody gets to have a say and so on and so forth. We're not going to exclude anybody where I am great and noble. I play by these rules, but then there are going to be people who are going to abuse that and they're going to be the ones who are just going to hurl doo-doo at everybody else. And mm -hmm. the uh, you know all, all these nice people are just going to look back and say, well, I'm going to keep being honorable and noble and play by the rules. So what exactly would be the solution to that problem, which I think people are uh, seeing today? Of, of individuals that are corrupt, I would say it's better to have a corrupt individual than a corrupt system. I agree. I mean, I don't know, like, Gio, would you have any pushback when it comes to this uh, softening that I was talking about uh, that a lot of people like I, I want to basically channel all the people who have given all these complaints into your body at this moment, Gio. So you become possessed by them oh, and uh, try to get as, be as best as you can, because this is really like the crux of the, uh, the uh, argument here. I think it really does boil down to the argument that um, there, there are certain accelerated forces of capitalism inherently within it as a, um, it is kind of, I know it's, you know, crazy as this sounds it is kind of true what mark said about the quote where he said all that is solid melts into air it's just sort of as as this profit incentive keeps churning on and on it seems that other sort of in more intangible values that people hold dear that the real culprit of their destruction is this system that promotes a certain picture of the human being like homo economicus as being an economic actor and nothing more that that itself is the problem more than any sort of government legislating it, it's sort of like the discourse with critical race theory um it is true it is good that people are fighting back and they want to ban it but at the same time it's like the the counterpoint of well it's you know wokeness it's marxist and all of that i mean why if it's if it's marxist then why is every single corporation changing their avatars during a certain you know during the the june uh month um i guess now you have to include the uh the black and the brown banner with it uh because yeah we can't be i can't have any companies being racist i i can answer that last part it's because those corporations are literally created by socialism the government has enabled them to exist in their monopolistic form and so now they're just grifting Capitalism would be to develop a better product 
they develop a cheaper service. Socialism is they don't need to do that. All they have to do is fool the lemmings. Mm, I, I could see that. Yeah. But well, I, I'm true, just saying so. like the, the logic, like the logic of capitalism itself is not conducive to any, let's just really simplistically call it traditional values because yeah. those values itself get in the way of like a mass consumerist society, but then sticks you would well, say that's, that not that's not necessarily. Not really... Well, ma yeah, mass consumerist society is separate from the concept of simply being able to work and derive some sort of productivity from that work and mm. expect it not to be robbed. True. Under, ca True. under capitalism, the, the competition is a good tradition. And the United States used to understand that and then reaped great rewards from it. And now we say that competition is a bad thing. Everyone should get a participation trophy and Look where that's gotten us. Competition kicks ass. Being yeah. able to point to somebody else and go, this guy's my rival and he's a piece of shit and he ain't as good as me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it also comes down to here. Yeah, we but what happens? Gonna... But, that's but, the wait, American Charles, way, Charles, brother. What happens when there's a monopoly? What happens when there's the, the superpowers, right? The, the mega powers. And then during, what was it? War Games 3 where... Uh, were Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan, they basically just cleared the whole field. Was it War Games 3 or War Games 4? Like, what uh, happens when that happens? When they're, they're guys at the top, the clique, they're, they have control of the booking decisions. What's going to happen Well, there, then you've got to be the cream that rises to the crop, brother. Nothing you be sting? nothing. You've got to be Sting? Yeah, you've got to be uh, an enigmatic no, Randy Savage? Randy Savage. No, no, Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan, they had a monopoly over the booking when they were the mega powers. Mm. There was War be... Games 3 where they beat like 12, 15 different I, guys. I don't yeah. know what you people you are You have to be an enigmatic it. character and, and stand above the rest. You have to be charismatic. Yeah. You have to be, you have to work. That's the thing. To rise to the top at that point, uh, Dankula used to say this, that uh, there's a certain certain type of content creator that are playing YouTube hard mode. And, you know, because they're not... They're not promoted. Their notifications are just buried. They're just not there. They're demonetized. So they're playing. Shout, shout out to BTR. Everything they're doing is literally everyone on this call at the moment. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, an uphill battle. And I'm not going to take that uphill battle easily. I'm going to fight 10 times harder. The more I get banned, the more I get demonetized, the more I get told, oh, Charles, you went too far. That's too much. What have you done? You can't say that. The more oh, yeah, I'm going to say it, the, the harder chat. I'm going to go. I just mm. heard in the chat, Brittany, you hate pro wrestling? What? No, I actually have a lot of viewers that really like it. Um, oh, but it was a meme that I would rage at John Cena. Like oh, yeah, meme. that's true. Oh, he no, that's it. pretty. He yeah, it. that's pretty acceptable. That's all right. But what I wanted to get to, because we only have um, around 15 minutes with sticks, because I know you have a hard out. I you wanted to get to... Yes, touch on the occult as well as touch on religion. And by the way, speaking of the occult, we have Alexandra Plotnik joining us over here with I... her uh, horns. I don't know if you're a cow or a demon. I don't know which. Both. Uh, both. Okay, great. And uh, well. Welcome, Alexandra. Now, what I wanted to get to is I think the point that uh, Gio was talking about is how people without having some kind of a religion, some kind of an organizing structure that talks about something higher, which I think you personally also have in your life, without that, of course, they're just going to become these blog people, blob people who are going to worship whatever the media tells them to worship as a default religion. And that's the other concern here, like, without having this kind of religion for most people, what are they going to do? But also, I want to touch on your personal 
convictions uh, when it comes to what you consider to be out there? Because you talked about having a personal daimon, a uh, connection with certain things that, let's say, more mainstream scientists will never acknowledge, if that's the right way you say it. And you've seen, in a way, a version of hell when you had that uh, drug overdose uh, incident with the fake weed. So I am <laughs> curious where you, where you stand on what exactly Spice. is out there, but also how the masses can go forward without having this particular uh, religious framework that they used to, without just being completely degenerated over time. Oh, and also the psychedelics question, and I also later on want to grill Brittany on extremely online uh, Catholics, but go yes. ahead, Sticks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I figured you were talking uh, to me with regards to the uh, dope overdose. Yeah, uh, that did happen. Uh, I do believe in demons uh, after a general uh, sense. Uh, what I would say is that really, like in my own personal path, I look at all forms of spirituality, study them all, but that is sort of at some point the spirituality. It's not a single path that's been prescribed by some other person like a priest or a rabbi or an imam or something. And I think that's something people should rally around, but it takes a great deal of effort. Prepackaged religion is for the masses uh, and non-prepackaged religion or lack of religion and just spiritual belief, I think is for people uh, who, who have more time, honestly, and also potentially more ambition because, I mean, they're not going to be happy with just now, okay, here's the one book you're supposed to read for the rest of your life. Mm. Well, Damn, Gio, Sticks just I said being in the occult is high IQ. Not necessarily high IQ. Well, yeah, but uh, not necessarily. <laughs> uh, I've met people that are involved with the occult that are, you know, not necessarily so, but they do have an interest in learning more about, like, different spiritual systems and things attendant like a lot of the uh things that i edit at this point for my occult work they're not i mean they're not about like black magic or anything like that a lot of it has to do with history a lot of it has to do with philosophy um folk medicine fascinating subjects that aren't technically themselves anything to do with even the superstitious but they're all attendant they're part of this nexus of spirituality that i find fascinating and so i've sort of made that my long-term goal well, like but, uh, you were saying, oh, but well, the argument, just... I think a counter argument, oh, sorry, Lev, I cut you no, off. No, no, go, go for it, buddy. No, a counter argument would be that, um, and having been also a, a student of perennialism and the works of Young way before Peterson came on the scene, the, the counter argument would be that this sort of spiritual eclecticism is not conducive to like the building or the maintaining of a civilization that needs a pretty solid meta narrative. For instance, I mean, sticks, you're pretty much canceled, so I might as well. But one of my favorite perennialists is this guy right here, Julius Evola. I highly recommend Ride the Tiger, by the way. Oh, boy. Um, but what would you say to that argument about the, the West is predisposed to certain Christian narratives and maybe a reconquista of those narratives would be more beneficial than not to most people. And I, I noticed like you, you, I think maybe you've softened your opinion on Christianity over the years. I don't know. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I'm not antagonistic towards Judeo Christians as much anymore. But uh, don't still, use I, that term. Judeo Christian bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah, coming. Said, and Alexander's coming at it from the Judeo side, by the way. This, yeah. this, hey. Chad, this is breaking I still, rules. Say I still you want. I still disagree with the, the essential premise. What I would say is that a society takes both groups of people. Uh, some people need something prescribed. They literally don't have time in the day or, or necessarily a desire to study anything particularly spiritual, but they may still have that organizational need. 
other people don't have a have a particular feeling for that need and for them there's something else i don't see that as a problem i don't have any problem with a thousand different people having a thousand different overall paths that they follow because they, ultimately they're going to be drawn to what they want to follow anyway even if they even if everyone had one religion they would interpret it different ways based on the way in which they live their lives the sub beliefs that they have and so forth yeah like just look mm. at christianity right like people try to find loopholes yeah. all the time you see like pro gay churches and it's like do you not know your own book you're just like yeah everybody will invent that's all heretical it's all heretical one another get it out well those priests who are dancing <laughs> on tiktok they almost seem like robots to me they don't seem like real human beings i don't know there's something off the about one them. guy that said that jesus was racist that guy looks like an ai generated <laughs> <laughs> but uh but to push back a little bit on you sticks when it comes to this video you did way 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 back in the day about uh freemasonry where you were talking about it being the deification of man my one issue with that is and i know geo's not a big fan of gnosticism but in general the idea of attaining <laughs> wisdom through the process of i hate the antichrist yeah, by the way yes, I hate yes, the yes. Antichrist. Me meditation uh. and, and all that stuff i see that as a positive but my concern mm. is that there are some people out there who would take the deification of man to mean the deification of me and my friends as we currently are as opposed to a level that we can get to later on and some people let's say who are more tinfoil minded would say well these are the people who are responsible for all the bad shit that's going on because yeah. they know how to manipulate reality even if we're not using the magical term even if we're just talking about you know through propaganda through media and they're using it but they're not uplifting themselves to a higher spiritual level so that uh the results of what they do is actually going to bear fruit for the good as opposed to, uh, you know, hurting people and all that. So I'm curious where yeah. you personally stand on that kind of like abuse of power I, angle that people complain I, about. I would say that's literally, even in the absence of religion existing at all, there would still be abuse of power and there'd still be people drawn to that abuse and there would still be people drawn to organizations that abuse power. It literally, it's unavoidable. It's part of humanity. Um, and so it really doesn't make any difference overall, whether it's, you know, the Freemasons or some satanic organization or the Catholic church with little kids, ultimately at the end of the day, you know, people are going to gravitate towards things that enable, or at least make excuses for their own perversions and proclivities. I just want to say that, um, cause Six just said the Catholics and children. I just want to point out that I think that they really get the bad end of the stick for that because every religion abuses mm -hmm. children because they're yeah. in a position of authority like there's even rituals in certain religions where they suck the little baby's penis so oh yeah you know that's oh, kind of no. child abuse don't mention it for youtube purposes but uh, but statistically yeah. the government has abused more children in uh, foster care than uh, any other ones but before you go sticks uh, i guess um lev if you could shill the patreon at the 20 at the wait no minus 30 dollar um i did this at the Wait, $30 well, well, for, first, okay, ahead, first over here. Okay, this is definitely legit. <laughs> he is technically not on Twitter anymore, but look at him. Wait, bark, what bark, happened bark, to him on Twitter? Bark, just woke bark, 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 bark. Woof, woof, woof. Did <laughs> he got banned from Twitter? Hell, no, no, he just decided not to do it anymore. But anyway, hello, boys and girls. I'm definitely legit. Bark, 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 bark. Love's okay, father, father makes these magnets. Yes, my father yeah. creates these beautiful magnets. They are. This one's made out of cherry. They are made out of great quality wood. So patreon.com slash break the rules. For a $5 patronage, you are going to get secret areas in our Discord. You are also going to get the ability to post in the BTR chat with an avatar instead of just posting in YouTube chat. Uh, and you are also going 
going to get audio only, uh, well, the audio versions of all the episodes that come out way earlier before the uh, the the rest of the uh, masses do. For $20 patronage, you're going to get these absolutely beautiful magnets every year as long as you keep being a patron. And uh, for $30, you are going to get, in addition to all that, Geo's absolutely yeah. beautiful print. Here, Here I have the pictures. Print. Here's I'm the a, print in I'm action. A, wait, wait, yeah, hold on. I don't know if you pictures. can see my easel back there, but I'm an artist and a printmaker. And these are woodblock prints. I have a, you can get one of the five I'll send you at random from what I call the Vafio Wendo GF series where I did these uh, Wojak figures uh, from traditional Japanese woodblock printmaking. Here's, here's two of them. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the crime. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and what oh I wanted my to show- God, I love that's that. That's pretty good. <laughs> what I wanted to show Sticks, um, one of my best friends is also a very brilliant uh, portrait artist. Shout out to Matthew the Stout on Twitter. Mm -hmm. He did this one of you, Sticks. So my buddy oh, Matthew- see this. Yeah, he drew you, and uh, this is his. Oh, I think he added you once. Oh wow! Oh yes, yeah. I've, I've actually yes, I have seen that. I actually oh, have it saved. So shout out to my friend Matthew the Stout on Twitter. He's a very good friend of the show as well. He's yeah, that was that friends. was definitely one of my favorites. I really yeah. like Catholic art. Actually. I have to draw you sticks. I think you know, I should do a print. I should do a wood engraving of sticks, hex, and hammer. Yeah. I, I would. I would love a wooden engraving. <laughs> yeah I, and I well, we're not we're not done yet we're not done yet we oh so for, yeah so that's the 30 dollars tier also you could dm me if you want one of the woodblock prints on yes. giantgeo at twitter.com so um okay so 50 dollars 50 dollars is gonna get mega all of power the tier yes all of the above plus another beautiful painting from geo from the bob ross school and you are also going to get a completely custom wooden magnet. My father is going to make whatever you want within limits, of course, uh, whatever you want. Even sexual ones, if you want. Well, no, maybe have not. Like, a, like no. a fat, like Aww, an inflated lioness. Like an inflated no, lioness. No. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Anyway. Anyway, and you're also going to get from Jules, uh, he's going to paint the beautiful uh, figures from uh, Warhammer 40K, those figures. And he's going to send those to you as well. And you will get a poster print of any of the episodes because Lev and his father animate because Lev was an animator. They, they do all of our buffer images. You will get a poster print of any image. So if you want a poster print of this stream with sticks, hex and hammer and Brittany Venti, you want to, uh, we had a, we had a, a sewing discourse with Brittany. If you want a poster print for your room of Brittany Venti, I'm not going to say what you're going to do with that poster. Oh, God. Um, there, there's some sickos that follow Brittany out there. Uh, but if you want one at the $50 tier, we will print one out for you. So if you want a poster of Brittany Venti or Sticks or all of our other great guests, you can get one at the $50 tier. Make me feel uh, like a prostitute. Oh, no. Um, we're, we're all prostitutes here. If you've been on BTR, you are a whore. That's just the rules. Every good single feeling. one of us. Feels good. So, yeah. So, Feels sorry, yeah. Sticks. Sorry, Sticks. It's, it's, it's true. Yeah, By the welcome. way, the last question, Sticks, I guess would be a meme. Oh, and, and then Super Chat. Oh, yeah. What do you feel about the, uh, the, the, the porn OnlyFans question? What do you feel yeah, about it? Social well, influence. I think it's always existed and always will. That doesn't make it less regrettable in some cases. Uh, as far as OnlyFans, though, I mean, that's just a venture that's begging to collapse at some point. Yeah, they're mm -hmm. saying that they're going to try to shy away from lewd content is what the press release said. Lewd what? content that was going around the other day. No, I, I, I don't think I don't think they'll be around in their current form for even another full year, probably. Mm. 
oh, to tell man. the truth. By the way, we just got a $5 patronage from Dora. Dora, I guess the explorer, I don't know. Well, you're exploring BTR right now, and I'm so thankful for you doing that. We are the number one most underrated, greatest live stream of all time. We have had Frank Hassel. We have had Charles Carroll of MDE fame. We have had uh, so many amazing guests. Professors, that, philosophers. Yes. Our, our uh, basic thing, schizophrenic, by the way, literal schizophrenic weirdos. Yes. But anyway, onto the on. super chats. Onto the super chats. So Sebastian Monroe, two dollars. Love the show here to clank. Hicks and Hammer, five dollars. Request for sticks. Could you tell these people once and for all that you and I are not the same person unless we are? Then never mind. Uh, <laughs> we have a super chat from uh, no one. Clank, epic per usual. Just Judge Holden, $2. Shout out to Styx for publishing Hermeticum Cabalion. Yeah, it's a good one. Oh, yeah, yeah the Cabalion, yeah. Matthew Hammond, four ninety nine sticks. No cotton skyscraper video today was great. I agree. Hope we get more. Yeah, that was a great. Yeah, yeah. It's, the whole thing, like people, they actually believe that like everyone in America had the box, you know, and that they were uh, just like, it, I, what was it like 2% of the uh, Southern population of the Confederacy own, actually owned the, uh, the box or yeah, it was it was a few a few tens of thousands of people. I mean, if they wanted to to complain, they should look at the Caribbean or Brazil. Yeah, mm, yeah. Well, yeah. or or the Arab trade that was going on at the yeah. time. It goes still on kind, nowadays. Still kind of does. Yeah, I mean, that, that's yeah, thing. that's a bad part of the world. I think there's an important question that nobody asked about um, that I kind of wanted to ask mm. about uh, McAfee. What sticks thought of that? Mm. Oh, oh yes, yeah, yes. yeah. What yeah. did you think of his murder? Yeah. He did not kill himself. No. No, I, I, in, I in, heard, in a nutshell yeah. no there, no there I actually, yeah i think he got smuggled out of prison like he had the right connections him and epstein both got smuggled out do you think they're oh. still alive somewhere mm. out are they there with partying? tupac are they yeah. with tupac well, well that that, that <laughs> profile photo of epstein did not really look like him like the ear was different but i'm not gonna get into that okay we have a uh, matthew hammond 499 oh yeah we had that sebastian monroe five dollars there are people in the chat who believed Crowder dodged Sam Cedar when it was Ethan Klein who dodged Crowder. Also, yeah, that's Ethan what it was. Ethan yeah. screwed Ethan. Wait, wait, one last thing. One last thing. Oh, sorry. Hold on, hold on. Ethan, hold on. Ethan became a water sports fan. Uh, apparently. <laughs> okay. So next one over here. Pagan Libertarian Milady donated two dollars. Uh, well. <laughs> I'm going to say it glo globo homogenous art. I'm not going to say exactly how yeah, we said it just yeah, because. Um, well, I'm, yeah. I'm actually, I'm going to release a video on my personal YouTube channel in a few days on that particular image, but I had to, cause my, my YouTube is mostly for art criticism and I have to be very careful was saying it's a uh, global homogenous, but anyways, go. Yes, yeah. anyway, okay. We have uh, Nico donated <laughs> ARS50, which I think is Argentinian dollars equivalent to six. Still great though, thank you, who says the real critique of libertarians is you keep losing wars. How can the libertarian society defeat the Chinese spy network? It will be a massacre. So I know, I know you got to go sticks, but any quick response to that like one sentence or whatever i'm not really worried about a bunch of communists who haven't developed a first world navy so there we go. dorian gray 9.99 i am here i'm Dad. just here i am just here to simp my venti and a new Aww. snazzy looking cow lady there we not go nazi wait nazi 
no, Wait, no. snazzy, 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 snazzy. Like, yeah. Oh, thank you. I like to think I'm, I'm, I'm on the. Yes, on, everybody, on follow Alexandra on again. Porco. She just has like a couple of hundred subscribers on her Twitter, and that's it. So you gotta, you, you gotta raise that up. Anyway, Emmanuel Gregor, eleven, eleven. Uh, Lev, could you set up a chat with Sticks, Meme Analysis, and Jonathan Peugeot about memetic and spiritual warfare? Ooh, St that'd be an Sticks, idea. Yeah, Sticks, any memes yeah, to keep an panel. Any memes to keep an eye on this year? So yeah, Sticks, I would absolutely love for you to come back on the BTR stream at a later uh, date. And as long as I can rant about log posting. There, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and any meme to watch for this year? Something that's on the up and up. I'll always look for the revival of Pepe to see the uh, direction of politics. There we there, go. There we go. And last one over here, Media Bear, $4.99, digging the show. So, guys, thank you so much for the super chats and sticks. You are incredible. I've been a big fan for a very long time. I look forward to having you back again and just keep doing what you're doing right now because you are one of the few shining lights along with Brittany Venti and along with BTR, I might add, that are actually going to make a difference in this world. Oh, 549 US euros. Sticks. Thoughts on the Great Reset? It's time for me to leave Europe. He's in Portugal and head back to South America to have a farm in Uruguay. I'm Brazilian. So, I know we, we could save it for later if you want to answer no, probably, sense. probably. Yeah. Uh, well, disclaimer, not official advice, but Uruguay sounds better than being in uh, in Barcelona or wherever. There we go. All right, so Sticks, once again, thank you so much, brother. I really appreciate this. And guys, if you are not buying Sticks merchandise, I don't know what the hell you're doing with your life. <laughs> Sticks is an amazing, prolific YouTuber, but he is also a capitalist in the true sense of the word. So guys, just go to his YouTube, go to his um, merch area over here you that, can buy that's that's not released yet the, the merch link is not live uh, for a day or two okay well when it is going to be live go there and of course follow sticks on youtube which i am very <laughs> I, I can't even say that with a straight face follow sticks on youtube honestly yeah you because... really want to follow him on BitChute, on rumble on odyssey mind you yes. want to see all yes. the real shit yes. that's what you want the daily motion bring daily it back motion. to 2000, daily 2001 motion. tech exactly <laughs> So once again, thank you very much. And oh, five dollars for uh, uh, Br Brittany's opinion on the fairest election of the most popular president of all time. Okay, we got to be real careful when we talk about that right now. So it was, it was the a, Argentinian election. You really we're like Donald about. Trump that much? It was the most a, popular president ever. The real yes, president. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> okay. So anyway, sticks. Once again. Thank you so much. And uh, we are going to have a bit of a, Brittany, if you'd like to stick around for a bit, we're going to have a bit of BTR after hours. And, uh, a denouement. Yes, exactly. Everyone, everybody subscribe, Patreon, follow me on Twitter as well, twitter.com slash levpo. I write a lot about my dreams. I post artwork, animation, and also one other thing. Oh, completely... follow my Twitter as well. Yes, absolutely. Twitter.com. And, and one last Twitter, thing. mask underscore bastard for memes, memes and more memes. And A also, and also follow Brittany. Yeah, I, lo I love I love Mass Bastard's account. It's so funny. I I, yeah. I repost this shit all the time. And if it a, a, if an attractive woman likes someone's account, you know it's good. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> absolutely oh and also we are going to have a stream that's happening uh on thursday uh and we are going to have that one second let me find where it is hold on up here Lev, I, I gotta yes. bow out my dude. all right yep. all right six i'm, I'm gonna you. give you i'm gonna give everyone here a peace out though first oh, oh yeah it's yeah, been great yeah, that's about all please peace come out. again
God fucking speed. <laughs> oh, All right. I really so like that sticks. guy. Like, he no, was amazing. so much cooler. Like, I knew he would be cool. So much cooler, like, actually talking to the dude. Yeah, he's very different when you're talking to him, like, live. And it's not like, like, he's a very fun guy. Yeah. Which you feel, like, he's very intense in his videos. But here yeah, it's like, I was a little yeah. worried. I was a little worried he'd come on and just be, like, very serious. And, uh See, I had a feeling I the opposite. Know. I thought he was going to come on and be loose and want to hang and, and hold court with the boys. And he, and he did in, in a yeah, way that I, I, was boys, really, I really yeah. liked. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, and by the way, everybody who is listening to this right now, we are going to have a uh, stream on Thursday. For all those who don't know, we stream every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday on my YouTube channel, The Left Stream. But we are going to have a stream that is coming up on Thursday, and that is going to be with uh, Pardes Selech. So, uh, Brittany, I don't know if you know Pardes or not. Do, have you ever heard of Pardes before? No. So uh, she is a she is a live streamer who uh, used to be a lot in uh, D.C. and politics. Now she does uh, real estate. She's wearing the culture shirt over here. So she's more around the circle of like uh, Ali Alexander and a lot of the more uh, Trump supporting uh, people in that sphere. And she's also a friend of uh, Martina Mercota, I believe. And it would be interesting eventually to have Martina oh, Mercota. Oh, and Brittany, I don't know. I don't know. Oh. Venti and Martina got heat. Is, oh, it possible to yeah, is it possible <laughs> to have a re reconciliation at a certain point? A burying the hatchet, if you will. But Bridget. why not just have a, a long-form argument where they just yell at each other? That too, but I have to... Uh, <laughs> I don't want BTR to turn into internet blood sports. Oh, but Brittany, will you, would you a, be willing a to... A hell in a cell match. Yeah, would you be willing to stream with with uh, Martina Mercota, or is that sort of, like, not cool, or... I don't know. Um... I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'd have to check with my manager, but all right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I, oh, is I, your cat in the back? Or what's your cat's name again? This is Reen. Reen. Rain. 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 Oh, should oh. I maybe call her Lane? Or no, you're not into the. Anime. Uh, yeah, it's a real nice looking pussy you got there, Venti. <laughs> nice uh. and soft. I I knew my uh, uh my second cat spot. His brother was exactly like. Your cat rain. Oh, look at that cutie. Boy oh, or girl? Beautiful. It's a gr girl. My other cat pedals. She's a ragdoll, flame point mm. ragdoll. She's on the floor over here, angrily nice. looking at rain because she's getting pets. <laughs> oh, that's Ooh. adorable. Now, uh, when it comes to uh, you, Brittany, and living in New York City, I think we have the most New York City people on the stream right now, which is me. You, Alexandra, uh, Charles, and Gio are not in New York. But uh, either way, when it comes to New York City, you recently got uh, punched out by some crazy person on the uh, subway. W what exactly went there? Oh, you're asking about when a guy yeah. tried to punch me? Yeah. What? I don't know. It's it's New York. That's just normal. You know, yeah. crazy people try to pee on you. They masturbate in front of you. They try to punch you. I didn't know the guy. I accidentally make eye contact with him. Apparently, oh, that warrants him to throw a fist at me. I, I dodged it, but like, did he even yell out, "Hey, I'm walking here"? Nothing. <laughs> he literally was literally like, imagine Pokemon when they like make eye contact with you and it goes. <laughs> That's literally what happened. He like, we made eye contact and then he went to punch me and then I like hey, jumped back and dodged it. What? Did you have a taser? I have one. 
it's not legal in New York, as far as I know. Yeah, I have pepper have spray, but the taser. problem with pepper spray is you have to be very careful about how you use it indoors because there's a lot of recoil. So I, mm. I, if I had to use it, I would have to use it and then back away very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and by that time, he was already running, and I had to go to ice skating at an appointment. I, so I was I, like, my, uh, my what was that? Was... Oh, what is going on? Oh, okay, somebody delayed. was playing a video. But anyway, when it comes to living in New York City, Brittany, do you want to still keep living here? Do you want to move eventually? Have you had enough of this uh, godforsaken city? Yeah, I've pretty much had enough. I think I'm going to move to Texas. There we go. And what about you, Alexandra? Are you going to stick it out? I feel like, cause I was, I was like raised here and I have like, like my roots are really deep here. It's hard for me to imagine living anywhere else. Um, I, I do think about it from time to time. Um, if I move, I would, I mean, I'd probably move to California. Another oh, out of the frying Another shithole, I know, yeah. Please. Out of the frying pan good. into the fire. <laughs> but I'm, I'm kind of done with it. Like I just, mm -hmm. I just don't think I'm going to find a husband in New York. That's really what it is. And like the cost of living, other factors too. But like the dating pool here is atro atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. They're all whores. All the men here are whores. They just want <laughs> oh, porn. Fuck every girl because every girl has her legs open. They don't want to settle down. They don't want to do anything. They don't want to commit. It's, it's awful. They're better looking here, I guess. But it's like, it's not even worth it. Here They're in like Canada, a... it's the opposite. Total opposite. But, They're like you know. a fuck boys, I guess you could say. That would be the uh, the right term. Himbo's lab. That's the new Hembos, term. Himbo's. Himbo's. Exactly. But uh, what are some of the conversations you would usually engage with them on a date? Because uh, one of the problems, at least uh, when it comes to conversations, is that I'm not a big fan of small talk. I like talking about generally interesting things like we do on BTR. But uh, for most of the dating scene, what patterns have you personally noticed, Brittany, when it comes to the dudes? Non-committal. And um, I wouldn't go on a date with someone who's like liberal or something. So I always make sure to get that out of, of, of the way. So I don't have that problem of like contention with politics and stuff. And another issue obviously is like a lot of them watch porn, which I consider cheating because it's a violation of intimacy and intimacy is supposed to be special. Um, so they'll, I guess, talk a lot of small talk too, but Sometimes I'll just like, if I'm just not in the mood, I'll just go nuclear and just send them like the most offensive meme I have as a shit test to see nice. like, how cool nice. they are, nice. like how chill Amazing. they are. You know, if they if send they one mad, back that's even spicier. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. There you go. Cause have I've you... seen some spicy memes just today, stuff that I go, whoa, we can never post this one. This there was one guy I did too that hot. too. And I sent him spicy meme and it was, um, it was one where it's the sun uh because there was a thing on twitter it was like they're saying that the sun targets black people and it's racist and oh it's yeah, yeah the sun's saying well, we like, know the sun's racist n-word right but it's like cut off it doesn't actually say it just implies mm. it and i sent it to a guy and he was like wow that was risky i was like but did you like it he was like <laughs> yeah <laughs> did you like it <laughs> oh man yeah well everybody's been oh, under good. everybody's been under the thumb of the longhouse mother or whatever you want to call it it's just very feeling. True. Just this feeling of being constrained in what you are and aren't allowed to say. Like, I've experienced... I personally try to say thing, things in ways that wouldn't necessarily upset people while at the same time saying exactly what I want to say. See, you I, know, like, I just try to, to, to go, well, I'm a bastard. Like, what did you expect me to say? 
Like I'm saying stuff to get heel heat. I'm saying things that are purposely inflammatory to get a rise out of people because the people who are going to get mad, that's the, that's the joke for the people that, that get it. That's the joke. It just seems very uh, much like the generation that I grew up with, the millennials, back when I went to uh, Catholic school with them. I thought, man, these are really stupid kids. How are they going to grow up and do anything? And most of them didn't. You know, yeah. like most of Gen Z doesn't seem to be doing that well either, which is why I don't want to look at the past with rose colored glasses. But it does seem like so many people today have just degenerated in terms of uh, willpower, in terms of standing up to anything. And again, There's I don't know. There's a lot like... of arrested development. The idea that you're stuck in the baby phase, that you're stuck in that yummy phase of life, that you're just living for video games and fun and you want to eat McDonald's and chicken nuggets with, with chicky nuggies. You want to be that guy. You don't, you don't be chicken that nugget. guy. Yeah, yeah. Tendies. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken tendies. I think that's why um, the mommy GF thing is such a popular meme because um, like male sexuality has really been so thoroughly policed and punished that any sort of like masculine initiative towards women has been thoroughly decimated. So now women are in this weird role of being the active participant. So men I mean, you call it infantilization. I think there's some deeper archetypal things going there. But in essence, I think that men, they want to find like the mommy GF because they want to find um, a woman who is going to like, quote unquote, take care of them. Because well, all any men sort want to of... marry their mothers. Yeah, true. But we had to fight that in order to become like proper, like, you know, patriarchal head of the family sort of deal. Whereas nowadays... Um, with like, uh, you know, the girl boss that's become uh, impossible. There's well, a lot of fellas that just don't want to step up anymore. There's a lot of guys that want to just be children forever. Yeah, but also yeah. why why would they step up? That's the other side of the yeah, coin. Yeah, exactly. Where, as a guy, like Brittany, as a guy, what would you get mostly from a lot of the dating and the marriage as far as what is it? what is it in there for you being the guy? to go through all these rituals today. I'm not talking about like 30 years ago, but like today, what would be in it for you? For the guy? I mean, the yeah. same thing that's in it for me. Like I would be giving them my eternal love. Like, is that not, is that not sufficient? I, I mean, guess it's, it's more like my heart love, and soul like, you know. and, and children and like happiness and companionship. Well, that's you. And not everybody is like you. But it's also the guy, too. Like, I would hope to find someone who also enjoys these things and feels that way. It's kind of the mm. well, thing. What I'm, what I'm concerned you know, about... Like, I, yeah. um, I came... You know, my parents divorced when I was about a year old. They were not very compatible people. And I grew up basically having a mom and a stepdad and my dad and, like, a string of girlfriends of his. And, like, to me, that was normal. Like, I never really sort of got the whole, like, eternal pledge of heart and soul and, like, you know, like, you know, like, I had, you know, I saw my dad, like, every other day, and we all kind of lived close enough. It was more communal, I guess. And, I don't know, so I just, like, wasn't raised with those values at all. They're not things that, like, I see. Neither was I. My parents were divorced when I was one years old as well. They were, like, never together in my life. So I understand. I don't know why it turned out like this with these sort of like desires, because um, I never really had a good example of it. But maybe that's why, because there's two roads you can go down. You can go down the same road where you end up the same, or you kind of rebel against it and you oppose that. Um, mm. 
maybe for me it was anime like watching Inuyasha gave me an idealized version of like <laughs> romance you wanted to go out love. on a quest and well, Alex, don't you think, shards is that the problem you have like, a real big to boomerang. men because of your upbringing you think my, my problem <laughs> my problem oh uh, yeah no I don't know I don't I don't necessarily think so I just um I just maybe feel that like you know it's not the only route towards happiness um maybe I'm but it kind of is though, it I depends mean. on the person some people yeah. are just naturally born with some desires and for me like I have like an intense desire to basically find my uh, other half it's like priority so for other people they find that desire fulfilled in like their job or their hobby or whatever but yeah, for a lot me, of gals like, a lot of gals used to have that and there, there's sort of a ticking clock too because you can sort of the, the gals describe that feeling of it's almost like the the ghost of this clock behind them that they can feel it's it creeping up really everywhere that they the go. Yeah, everywhere they go, this clock is ticking. It's like I'm getting older. You gotta have mm. the kids now. If you don't have them now, you're not. Well, there, have there's them. a clock behind them, and there's a wall in front of them. So eventually, <laughs> shut up, Lev. Shut up. Alex, so, okay, so the other so the other concern is not everybody is going to be like Brittany Venti, and what a lot of guys uh, I think are starting to think now is that man, like these girls, they're not really going to be a Brittany Venti for me. They're going to not commit themselves and yada yada yada. They're just going to kind of yeah, like be Brittany, on the side, have... eating eating pom poms all day or whatever. whatever <laughs> yeah, but video, don't but Brittany, don't you but have snowballs. like a stream? like hot and cold on the tap of like guys um that would like uh the like more uh, traditionally minded men that you engage with that could potentially um apparently or, I don't not know, going with fans are kind of a bad idea i don't know apparently yeah, that would not be i went through 300 weird. applications i'll just leave that <laughs> you went through boyfriend applications yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm doing it for entertainment purposes first and foremost. But if I happen to find my husband, I'm not going to complain. He just happened right? to find a guy. He just happens to be six foot six and a doctor, <laughs> and he happens to be have the sharpest humor possible. Yeah. Do you well, feel Brittany like six, in a, six foot only six? Only one man and, can and be my mean... husband, so it just <laughs> but, takes but, one. But in all honesty, Brittany, be honest with me. Do you feel that because you get? I know this sounds terrible. Do you get like, because you get a constant stream of mostly male attention that do you find your standards have become increasingly more stringent and unrealistic? Or do you like just tune that out of your mind and you figure like if these insults on the internet follow me, then it's like, sure. you know, like, I mean, because that is obviously like what some just so, so damn thirsty, people Gio. have said. They, they just, they got a thirst like in a desert. Like they, these yeah. guys act like they've never gotten an ounce of coochie in their life. Well, that's true. There's a lot of thirsty men online. Um, oh, hey, I'm one of them. I know that feeling, but it's uh, you got a shed built. It has like yeah. worth your percent. <laughs> well, I don't your... think it has. I don't find validation in random men's. Uh, I, I don't like. I said only one man could be my husband, and that would be the person that I personally get validation from. Like a thousand guys can comment or whatever, and it's like, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't really care, but like. If it's my significant other, like that really matters to me. Get that one yeah, and I've also always had the same. I've always also had the same type, by the way. Um, so I don't think it's like. What oh, is your type? <laughs> honestly, it's like the stereotypical Chad. Like it's just oh. my personal taste. Like I understand other women; they 
that it's mean that all women have taste but like some women actually don't like that and they have like other types of guys they'll go for but like I've literally always like even before I was on the internet had a type and that's just like what I personally am attracted to yeah why not shoot for the moon right I mean, I don't yeah, think but I'm you find a Mr. You're trying to find either. Mr. Right. But you're looking Mr. for the moon, right now. <laughs> <laughs> we well, also have a super chat from Alex Better who says, Austin is as bad as New York City for dating so much the gens. Well, well I'd well, say any major city is going to be a real problem for people. Hmm. These people yeah. in cities just show their ass, like Brittany was saying, hmm. you know, they, these guys, these the, the jackers and the punchers and like weird the bums <laughs> Well, I mean, whatever you call them, you know, there's Coomers. a reason why they need needlemen in cities that go around picking up needles. Oh, oh, those kind of people. jackers. I thought you meant the other well, kind of jackers. Well, I was thinking, you know, jackers. Well, yes. well, well, we cut you off, Brittany, but then what were you going to say, uh, Alexandria, after Brittany? Yep. What was I saying? Uh, before, um, I was saying, like, women are more discriminatory by nature. So you can have an army of, of, of beta cuck orbiters you know surrounding you that doesn't make you like oh, you know it, it doesn't matter it really won't like ultimately like women do will we will have standards like it's just baked in you know i think men don't get it because in their perception their the dynamic is just different so like their yeah. perception of a bunch of women chasing them is completely different with how yes. it validates them versus because we choose who to have sex with right who to marry men are like chasing and they can take they take what they can get so dynamics completely different. So it's going to be different if a guy like this is actually a problem. I, I've encountered this problem over and over and over. And it's probably why I don't have a husband. So every time you find a giga chat that's like 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10, you know, has all the check marks, like decent money, enough to be a provider. They look good. They're funny. They're conservative or whatever, or conservative ish, same values, right? Mm -hmm. Then because they're so attractive, they're treated so well and like given everything and women are throwing themselves at them, opening their legs because that dynamic is different. It really warps them. And yeah, I got it's a friend. The, it's the dynamic Jeez, difference. I didn't think men like that exist. They're always uh, <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. I got so a friend bad. who's cursed, who's absolutely cursed. When has a woman ever pussy. thrown herself at a man? I've never seen this happen. <laughs> this guy, this guy is cursed with getting way too much puss. It makes them like men watch porn for real. Yeah, it makes no, them into um, whores. Men, men are very easily warped in general, um, but but especially by women. I think like and yeah, the more female attention a guy will get, I think the bigger an asshole he tends to be. It's, yeah, yeah, but the more yeah. women that attracts, so yeah, they love go. it. That's what it's they're looking for. treadmill, in my opinion. I don't know. Everybody and wants how, what they can have. And how was it in the past? There's like these infographics that people post on 4chan all the time to talk about like the level of men and women where one lines up with the other. And now, thanks to Tinder, all the women end up going to the Alpha Giga Chad, and all the men, especially on the bottom, are stuck uh, without it forever thirsty. Scraping the bottom. No, that's Scrape. literally been, no, dude. Like, um, hypergamy has been a thing for generations and generations. It used to be way worse, actually um not really really make things that different it's just always been this way it's like the no it used to be worse at a different kind of level it, it was worse in terms of a man's sort of talent and ability but it was certainly not worse in terms of like very superficial metrics that dating apps have 
instantiated upon most women, most younger women. Like that's the problem well, is that I you're essentially hijacking a woman's people, ability to discern in yeah. general, right? Fewer so, people are like Brittany Venti now. Fewer people are looking for long-term relationships. More well, people are, you know, maybe they have kids already. They're like, or they're looking for a third or whatever the fuck it is. Like it's, um, it's, it's a very different dynamic, um, especially again in New York. Um, but is it also a matter of uh, technology advancing and certain opportunities yeah. arising where before just, there was a closed door? Easier. Well, there was it's a closed door for easier. women as far as having certain kinds of jobs they weren't allowed to. Now they have. And the question for me is always like, are we going through a certain uh, a, a, a certain growth spurt right now, a certain um, dealing with things that we've never encountered before where a lot of women are encouraged to like go out and have a certain job work at an office and then eventually do you think that's gonna level out and some women will think you know what maybe i should settle down earlier i don't know like do you, well, you think see that, a lot of articles yeah. about that where the gals are like oh man i wish i'd had a family instead of having this career yeah. i messed up whoopsie daisy uh, i don't i don't Whoa. i don't always the case ever i never ever ever encounter a woman bemoaning the fact that she makes lots of money and 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 like has has made a career for herself because like we also like talking about technology we do have like we have the ability to freeze our eggs you know these ideas well i mean there was that one woman who froze them and then they broke they and, died uh, i know that's yeah. so heartbreaking broke her eggs it's a risk yeah yeah um, yeah but I, come on do you honestly want to be like a first-time mother when you're fucking 50 years old as opposed to when you're spry and you know what i mean like that's uh, yeah, yeah. I want to be a hot stepmom. Yeah, but men could be fathers a bit older because we're we uh, have a different role in life. We have a different sort of register. Yeah. Well, there's hot stepmom, yeah. and, and then there's that much older. Like you don't want to have a kid. Like you like by the time you're fifty, like your sperm has degraded. Like the DNA yeah. is starting to kind of it has. Sperm banks literally don't accept don't sperm know. past thirty five. Yeah, like, they stop accepting sperm. It decreases. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know. It seems like the 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 mirror image of like um, MGTOW uh, discourse, but only toward I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Wigtow. Fem cell type uh, of discourse. You're you're channeling my inner fem cell with these questions kids. though, because like so for example, you say that um and like generally people say that women choose their careers over family, but that's not always the case. Like it definitely exists. Oh, well, there's, no, there's definitely articles. a narrative. No, I mean, it's largely just among a certain socio-demographic of women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, it I exists. I've encountered women like begrudging the fact that like they've devoted time to their careers because women who do that know what they're doing. They don't just accidentally like, you know, commit to their careers rather than raising a family. It's a very conscious choice. There's that aspect, but then there's also the group of women who are working, who do not want to work too. Cause I know, yeah. cause of my friends, like there, I know so many girls that have like very good values. They want a husband, they want kids and they're good girls and they're attractive and they can't find a husband because men don't want to step up and they're forced to work. And they're like, I shouldn't be waging right now. I should not be wage cucking right now. Well, and that's the problem though, is waste, wage, wage stagnation. You know, it's much harder su to support. Multiple well, we all know people. that that feminism itself was actually like all these people, these uh, the manosphere people, they get it wrong. Feminism was a creation of the capitalist overclass. In fact, the Rockefeller Foundation originally funded the suffragettes to increase the work, um, 
the sort of worker bee population then also drive down wages. Now, of course, um, Westerners aren't having kids in general, so they just have uh, open, they support open doors migration, which is going to fulfill that same role that women did back um, in the post-war period. So it's sort of like, yeah, well, you know. So guys, I think we should get to Super Chats right now, and uh, we are going to be concluding this stream very soon. So here are the Super Chats that we have accumulated during this time as well. So let's see, here we go. Um, okay, so Doc Holliday, okay, Doc Holliday's about Britney's opinion on the fairest selection, most popular president of all time. And again, let's keep it you know, let's keep it as close to the vest as possible because this is YouTube and Twitch and all these platforms. So I know, like, in short, any opinion on that at all in any coded way that you would want to say, Brittany? I just have nothing good to say. Like Good, that's the best answer. Thank you. All right, next over here, we have um, Doc oh. Holiday, $5 to Super Chat. Yas, don't use Judeo-Christian term won my heart so that one is for you alexandra and we have nico donated 100 ars which is one 1.04 us dollars <laughs> <laughs> which which that currency ARS? argentinian oh argentinian. okay yeah, yeah. From okay. one guy in argentina yes exactly well, thank oh, you our argentine Th my you. good friend by the way friend of the show lady astor uh, she is also from Argentina, and she is a brilliant uh, woman. And uh, we should invite her on again, Lev. She's pretty, yeah. You know, she, Excellent. She Absolutely. was also on Bronze Age Perverts podcast um, a few months ago. So, mm -hmm. and um, Nico says, "Don't let sticks deceive you, Geo. Commercialism isn't liberal, but how come the liberals allowed themselves to be conquered by leftists?" USA was a very free market, and they were crushed without mercy. Responses. Oh, I would agree with that, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but what's the yeah. alternative? That's the thing that I don't never Love, understand. You see this every stream. Let's yes, I do on, because it's on, important. On, okay, <laughs> okay. Next, we have Walter. The alternative Wal is uh, I can't say it on YouTube. Okay. Um, never <laughs> Walter Deadman donated four ninety nine. Excuse me, by the sun only keeps the chosen alive i i'm not really sure what exactly that means but uh whatever anyway alex better two dollars through super chat uh austin is oh i already said it but i'm gonna say it again austin is as bad as new york city for dating so much the gens well tim Dillon was not a big fan of austin which is why he moved back to uh los angeles he still has the house in austin i know joe rogan is trying to do something there justin murphy who we mentioned before moved to austin so we'll see what happens with him anyway we have yiz the eunuch donated five dollars good stream today glad Glad I was able to catch this today. Keep up the good work, Lev and Geo. Well, you also keep the good work up of donating, sneeding the Super Chats our way, Patreon.com as well. Wait, what and... would that Super Chat say? Oh, a good stream today. I'm glad I was able to catch this today. Uh... Keep up the good work, Lev and Geo. So there we go. So 
one one last thing before we go we are going to be having uh britney on uh several episodes uh, to come and i really appreciate you britney being here and you are a wonderful beautiful human being this is my simp this is lev simping the hell out of britney and alexandra i know geo you may have to build another shed so uh let's see how the progress uh, progress there hap- uh, happens but anyway guys we are coming to the end of the stream Brittany, is there anything that you would like to promote before we go? Yes, there's a $200 reward for anybody who can refer to me to refer me to a Chad BF that will be a husband. Um, just putting that out there, $200 reward if you find me a Chad husband. And um, also... Only 200 Yes. Your eternal love is worth 200 bucks? Oh, you happen to have a hot friend that is like anti-porn and you're oh, just okay, like... So it's a referral fee. Well, yeah. I happen to yeah. know a lot of yeah. rednecks and hillbillies around here that <laughs> love to have a nice gal like Venti. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you bet your ass they're conservative. Yes. My- Follow Brittany on YouTube if you have not already. She has a brilliant uh, YouTube channel. And, of course, Twitter.com slash Brittany Venti. And Masked Bastard, Charles Wait, wait, Khan. Brittany, well, you are going to say oh, before oh, yes. we cut you off? Yes. Oh, um... No, that's it. That's it. Okay. Oh, See, Geo's okay. Geo's a gentleman. That's that's how you know. Okay, Charles Khan, the that's great right. Charles Sometimes. Khan. So I'm mask <laughs> underscore bastard Twitter Instagram. Uh, Mines. I'm My on. Uh, I've got the podcast Real Weird Sickos. I believe our second episode goes up this week, which is really the third episode. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff. That we're on Twitter, YouTube, Real Weird Sickos. I've got uh, every Friday I play Dungeons and Dragons on a live stream, twitch.tv slash Charles Khan. Past games up on youtube.com slash Charles Khan. Here we go. That's right. Real Weird Sickos. Be sure yeah. to follow the Real Weird Sickos. And that is with uh, a mass bastard yourself, Dojengles, yep. and Tom Videogre. Uh, Tom Videogre. Excellent. 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 Okay. Alexandra. Porco Rosso flies again, again, Porco, at again, Porco on Twitter. You have a very limited amount of Twitter followers because you are it's incredibly I'm not exclusive. I'm my art, and I need to start doing that. Yes, you have 161 followers. So, guys, pump those numbers up right now for Alexandra, uh, the beautiful de- demon cow girl, whatever you want to call her. What was the, the name of the Egyptian goddess, Nut, who's like a cow? Nut. Uh, no. no, I don't think it's Nut. I think it's a moth. Yeah, awesome. maybe. But uh, anyways, let us go to Gio. What do you have uh, cooking in your kitchen? I have to get back to writing, but um, I, I might come out with a piece soon uh, with the American Sun. But go to my YouTube channel. Go to my Twitter, obviously, where you can find everything. I'm working on a link tree. Um, Twitter.com slash Janet Gio. Um, YouTube doc, you know, YouTube.com slash Janet Productions. I'm going to release a video on the Humans of Flap Design banner image. Um that I recorded audio for. And I'm also, I might oh, be I'm recording. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to record. Oh, thank you, Alex. Um, and uh, I have to release you out of my uh, shed much, uh, more frequently uh, as a reward. Um, <laughs> wait, wait Al- so, Alex, have you seen geo shed the actual shed? Have you seen it yet? Yeah. No, does does Brittany know I would... about this shed wife meme? Yeah. Yeah. Brittany, are you aware of the shed? No. <laughs> what am I okay, one time so there's we were such on a thing stream. as a trad wife, right? But there's also a thing as the, shed, the shed wife. wife. 
where you have your one wife that you have in your house who's the housewife but you also have the one that you keep out in the tool shed here this this is the actual shed we we have a meme going on because when when charles was on last time we talked about the joseph fritzel case in australia where he had a literal shed family well, he was in his basement, and it was his daughter. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what do you think? Yeah. Well, what do you, you know, think of creepy, the? It's a creepy idea that we're we're trying to satirically. What do you think of the colors? Yeah, by it the was way, terrible. Make, we make should have never mentioned me. it. Is this how horny Geo is for every gal that we have on? Oh God. Alex, is this your color? Because Geo can repaint it if you want. Yeah, Pepto Bismol pink. Alexandra, would you prefer a mauve or? What shade of pink would you like? I'm gonna. I am actually. I, I have gotten an idea over the course of this stream. I want to draw Brittany Venti as a superhero. Okay. Hell yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's my superpower. Well, okay. So you're Brittany Venti and you've got these um, special orbs that follow you around. And um, they can the like. Chaos you know, Emeralds. <laughs> what? They can like. Like Syndra like, from League of Legends. I love yeah, that. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. I don't, I don't follow this shit. Like, I don't know anything. Like, <laughs> Those like, are super They can villains. like attack your enemies for you to like, fly out. And like, and it'll be Brittany Venti and her beta order orbiters. Oh, I like that. Oh, this has crystals nice. on uh, each. Uh, simp woman or porn gal. Uh, you know, villains like that. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I'm taking it a little bit more serious than that. Maybe she could really rise really above cool. like an like she would be like a um a Mary figure rising above a whole sea of like uh Sims. Sims. Like that one <laughs> illustration for I Am Legend, the book, where it's like the sea of vampires. But like Brittany Venti will be coming out of the uh the 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 fray of the Sims. So that that could be something. There you go. No, you'll Excellent. see what I'm talking about. I like Excellent. how it's implied that they're disposable. Like you're just like the Sims, yeah, Sigma female. I'm gonna make a video about that today, actually. Oh, you've got oh. Sigma. You've got Sigma female grind set. There we You'll go. See in the video. Oh, what is the, what is the female yeah. equivalent of the Sigma, by the way? I don't know. There's a whole list. I actually found the chart oh, for this. Oh. Let's use it for the video. It's just like yeah. genders. There's so many now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So guys, follow Whole rainbow. Me. Follow me on Twitter at lovepo, L-E-V-P-O. That's it. That's uh, how the oh, Twitter is spelled. Oh, on YouTube, that's your own, your own yes. channel. Yes, every Sunday we have, although not this Sunday because it's July 4th, but every Sunday we have a love stream art stream. So for those who don't know, I am an animation director. I make animated films, and I also make uh, NFTs. So this is my YouTube channel right over here. Follow my YouTube right now. And also, as far as the NFT work, you can follow me on uh, levcards.com and on uh, SuperRare. Here is a recent card that I did on SuperRare called Peer Reminder. It's very psychedelic. Invest in love right now because as BTR grows, I am going to grow. I built this whole thing from the ground, getting all these guests out of nothing. I have the mandate of heaven. And if you guys follow me, you are not going to You alone, Lev? Pretty much. Pretty much me alone. Yes. Absolutely. Mad with power. Mad Mad with power. power. Yeah. 
I'm he is stronger. The rules. I'm getting stronger. So guys, follow me on YouTube. Follow everybody here. And also, last but not least, we are going to have for Break the Rules this Thursday a stream with Pardes Selech. I don't know how to pronounce and her name. What's next that... week, love? One second, I will tell you. But here is the stream. Okay, everybody. Everybody who's watching this right now, set a reminder for this stream over here. Pardes Selech returns on the future of media. That is going to be this Thursday. But here is what is going to be cracking. We have all the, the days to come. most attractive women here on Break the Rules. Absolutely, I'm, we I'm do. noticing. But it, but in general, just so you guys know, a lot once of sigma again, females. Exactly. Lot of sigma females. Yeah, <laughs> just so you guys know, once again, what exactly Break the Rules is, because I know that a lot of you guys are from Sticks and Brittany over here. You're not really sure, like, what is this small fucking channel? I will explain everything. We started last May. We grew to around 4,000-something. I mean, they keep growing by the day-to-day -day subscribers. And what we basically do is we pair up people who are extremely online, Twitter personalities, anonymous people with anime avatars, together with very much more prominent people who are in positions of power, political advisors, and, you know, people who are in the quote-unquote real world, which I think is mimetically being affected by the world of the internet, we pair them all together because these are people who would never otherwise talk in real life, and we are making it happen. And so of our guests have included Charles Carroll, Frank Hassel, Doug Tanapel of Earthworm Jim fame, Dennis McKenna, Jonathan Peugeot, Tony Henchcliffe, and now Styx, Brittany, we are growing every day thanks to your help, thanks to your support. So that is all that I have to say before we end this. Oh, oh we also uh, had Graham yes. Hancock before. Yes. No, well, no, and, no, and no, 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 Rupert Sheldrake. Rupert Sheldrake. So anyway, over here, we have the following things happening next week. So we have Pardes, as I mentioned before, Thursday, July 1. We have I Hypocrite, Tuesday, July 6th. We oh, have Uncle Doomer. Be fun. He's a fun yes. guy. Yeah. We have Uncle Doomer, Thursday, July 8th. We have Jack Murphy, Tuesday, July 13th. We have... Okay, so I'm not going to mention this yet because I need a confirmation from Brittany. Oh, you know what? Brittany's right here. I mean, I could give you the offer right now. Brittany, would you be interested in reverse debating Ayla Girl on the subject of pornography? Yeah. Ooh. All right, Whoa. let's do it. Interesting. For those who don't know, we've had her on before. Ayla Girl is the top... The number one uh, create cr creator on OnlyFans, and she's also a rationalist. Uh, uh, she's very strange, uh, but we've had her on before. So and she's I doing think, uh, all the OnlyFans, like the the whole gamut of all that weird you, fetish content. You literally couldn't find a better porn defender to debate Britney. Then a yellow girl, put it that Ooh, way. Oh, that ought to be interesting. Yeah. And, here, and here is the link to that stream, by the Apart way. Apart if you were to resurrect Al Goldstein himself. Yes. My favorite part, by the way, is the Geo necklace that my father painted over here. Yeah, we on... debated on, we were, we have this panel, for those who don't know, called uh, Argue My Position, where we do a reverse debate, and I had to argue for women's rights, and she had to argue against women's rights. Although I don't believe in human rights in general as a concept. <laughs> I I love women, totally pro-woman, pro-woman. This is a woman respecter you. show. Yes. But Brittany, I mean, uh, well, you should watch that debate. I mean, Ayala, just to prepare yourself to uh, interact with Ayala, it's kind of 
quite an interesting experience. To say yes, the it least. is. Tuesday, July twenty, we have Travis Brown of Become the Signal of uh, Become the Signal Productions. Then we should have Uber Boyo and Jonathan Peugeot on Thursday, July twenty two. Oh, I gotta make sure. Oh man, both of them. nobody else has done that. It's going to be. It's gonna be in late July, and uh, then we have over here the E Girl E Grill stream, which I am planning for Tuesday, oh, July twenty seventh. Oh, Brittany, I would love for you to join another us. Another E Girl stream, yes. But it's gonna be special because we're gonna have the guys actually grilling live while the stream is going on so you're, gonna you're gonna grill see, me you're gonna you put, see. A, put a fucking apple in my mouth and, <laughs> and then default friend and my friend alicia they're gonna like slowly all and, he wanted and to do was grill alexandra is just gonna turn me on the alexandra yes, you're gonna baste me is that what you're gonna have you're gonna be based yeah are you based master baster man yeah master based all right the mask baster Oh, all right guys that's it this is it let's not let's not uh push our luck anymore this is a fantastic stream i yep, really appreciate everybody a, watching huge this. success yes. i had a lot of fun it Got, was great and Excellent. once again thank you to sticks for coming on we, we hope to have him again with different people um he truly is a phenomenal person he's doing god's work or well I'll say that I, as a Catholic, I, I uh, forgive his uh, transgressions against the church, <laughs> but he truly is um, a, uh, a beautiful mind. And he's really, nobody else is doing the news the way he does it. Yes. Like with this critical yeah, lens. Yeah, we didn't get into it, but I, I wanted to talk to him about that and his presentation and how good yeah. that is of just one man, one camera, one cut, just straight through. Amazing. And we are definitely going to have Stigs back and looking forward to that. Anyway, guys, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this. Like, to, like, 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 yes, like. Add the likes. And also, if you can do a favor, go to the last Twitter post that I made about this event and just share it with all of your friends. Right sneed, now, this sneed, is a big... Sneed, yes, Sneed. Sneed, Sneed, Sneed. Okay, this is the Twitter post right here. Share it with all your friends. Let everybody know what Break the Rules is all about. We are bringing everybody together. We and are subscribe. Also please subscribe, we need more subscribers right now. Exactly. we want to get to 10k before christmas Woo! all right way. guys this is it this is the end like and bell click that bell because nobody ever does that take care everybody